Hey, welcome back to the nonprofit Renaissance. The conversation continues. Man, we are just, we're being more human, Colin. Yes. And I know that's difficult for. Well, it's good for you. It is. It's difficult for a guy like you, though, that, you know, that's so, um, how can I say this? Um, Robotic. Artificial um, (laughs) and intelligent. Intelligent. Yeah. Artificially intelligent or are those two separate? I depends how you see it. The comma, is it a space? Is it a forward slash? I'm not artificial. I'll tell you that. I am all natural. And we'll be right back after this break from our sponsor. Hey, we're back with Justin Price. Justin, we kick things off talking about the importance yeah. of AI. Welcome back. Thank you. I know we left it kind of with, um, we know that we're kind of creating a, a God with yeah. AI. And what are we supposed to do with that? You know? In capital G, little G God, it, it's it's filling a void. It's accelerating things. It's all knowing. It's all There's present. some of you that are, your heart's beating your heart's racing a little bit right now say wait that language like wait hold on what what in the world and in the context of you know our agency serves nonprofits, so our listeners are either c-suite leaders or the leading businesses that support and serve nonprofits. so in that world justin Mm -hmm. what's the impact what's the overlap is there a place yeah there's some super applicable stuff i'd love to get into uh answering some very like applicable questions of ai i think talking about this future dystopian world uh, or even talking about like what kind of crazy possibilities can happen over the next couple of years uh, is where a lot of the conversation gets lost on CEOs who are trying to do something today. Right. And so if we could try to spend this couple of uh, minutes here together talking about what are we going to do today as nonprofit leaders um, to, to utilize this technology, not what What's in development, not where we're going to be in a couple of years, but we got to start right now. 70% Ernst and Young uh, put out a great report. 70% of CEOs are investing into artificial intelligence or machine learning uh, tools for their companies and, and they're leading, which means that the majority of our, of our culture today that is digital um, globally is going to be affected by more and more AI-driven human experiences, meaning they should have better and better experiences. The data should be able to um, help your overall shopping. It should be able to help your overall communication. And so let's talk about what that means for some nonprofits that are communication-based. Let's talk about what it means for uh, nonprofits who are trying to fundraise Mm -hmm. in this super crazy time. Economically, you know, again, not to go dark horse on this, but uh, economically, I heard somebody say that we are – we are definitely in the worst economic time since the Great Depression. Mm. And in some ways, we're in a Great Depression that we're not calling a Great Depression. Um, and so as nonprofits, you know, uh, it's not easy. We are hanging on to the donor dollars that we have, but those dollars are worth less and less and less. We are trying to do more with less every day. And that's not really a new story for most nonprofits. It's not even a new story for really great, you know, for-profits that are doing world-changing things. So creating more uh, with less is is something that it's a problem we've been solving at Verse for nonprofits for a long time, putting in good systems, um, using technology as we've developed uh, from just a creative, traditional creative uh, agency to uh, a marketing and to a marketing technologies company and to now uh, – 
to focusing in on AI integration um, and solving those problems using AI for nonprofits. Um, it's been a really cool transformation of how to get more with less. Justin, you've been working on, you know, doing some R&D, obviously not an early adopter, like you said, but an adopter and been in the space for a long time now, you know, and we'll, we'll get into some of the fundraising on the next episode because because there is a transfer of wealth happening. Although it's the Great Depression 2.0, mm-hmm. there's a transfer of wealth that's coming in the 30 trillions of dollars generationally, right? From boomers to millennials that mm-hmm. the money's there. So nonprofits looking to to engage, to activate those resources, uh, there are ways to ethically do that, to actually cast the vision and how does AI play into that? So we'll, yeah. we'll get into that probably in the next mm-hmm. episode. For today, to answer your question, to go back to the right now, not the what if. Yep. Engagement. What are we doing today? Vo- volunteer engagement, uh, community engagement. How, how can AI you know, be used to improve community engagement uh, and outreach for the nonprofit of our listeners today? Well, with most nonprofits, we have two groups of people we're talking to. One is the donor base that helps support and fund it. The other one is the program base. So this is the people that the program is intended to reach. If you're a church, that might be like, are really like we're trying to reach people who don't know God. Uh, if we're donors, we're looking for people who are bought into that mission. Two very different messages, right? You're not going to be putting out a message to to one of them saying, uh, you know, can you give to us when you don't even know God, right? So very usually very different uh, calls, different people overall. Um, from almost that's pretty true for almost every nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that's consistent there is excellence uh, will always attract excellence. So if you whichever way you do engage with either group. We have to do it the very best we can. And this ship is sailing. Our, we're already experiencing. We already are being – we are so fatigued with bad technology because we have all been the original test case for technology for the last 20 years. We've been the original test case since dial-up internet. And with every single piece of this as it develops, we our attention span, our willingness, our patience with Bad technology gets smaller and smaller as we have more of it in our lives. And so what I'm saying for most nonprofits, uh, applying early on today to either one of those organizations is starting to use AI to create better human experience. And if you could just say, hey, uh, you know, AI is this big magic box and everyone's talking about it and there's so many different facets of it. It is a massive beast, right? But what are we, what are we going to do? We're going to start with just seeking out how to create better human experiences um, to be as excellent as we possibly can afford. We may not – so most organizations, large organizations, Fortune 500s are – they're hiring development teams today, Right. Uh, they are hiring full-on marketing technologists um, to utilize this to communicate. Uh, if your organization is going like, oh, I can't hire a team like that. I, I hardly even have one marketing director, one communications director, or a small team of – I definitely can't start to pay these half-million-dollar salaries. You can hire people to start to build the tools that you need that your team can run. And it's it's there today. So we're – like we're already doing this. Um, and basically what it would look like in layman's forms is like um, you would take your – large language model like a chat GBT. Most people are familiar with that now. Um, and you go like, I, I've used it. It's cool. Um, but you haven't started to even touch the power of what it has. Um, but an architect who could create a really great prompt mm-hmm. can start to use it really, really well. 
And if you can start to create a full custom GPT and you can load that GPT with a ton of information about your organization, one of the easiest things you can start to do to create an excellent experience for both Mm -hmm. is accurate information loaded in can be spit out accurately through a chat bot. So it's, that's probably your easiest thing is like you can create great customer service and communication. You can engage really, really well. Um, that's probably the number one usage that we're, uh, applying today. Um, and people right now, um, and those, those are getting better. The more that they are engaged and the more that, you know, over time as those get engaged, uh, it gets smarter with giving the right answers to people the right way. Um, but it's a very human experience. It's a, it's a really great way to solve, I don't know, about 75% of the questions that people want answered in a really convenient way. And as your nonprofit, you know, we work with a lot of large nonprofits. We work with some small ones, but a lot of the large ones that are, they have a lot of information okay. and, and they may have, 10 segments, you know, a church may say, well, yeah, we have parents of preschoolers. We have parents of elementary schoolers. We have parents of, uh, high school, middle schoolers. We, we have college students. We have, uh, adults that are single. We have married adults without kids. We have married adults with kids. All of them have different needs mm-hmm. and they all have different communities. A lot of the organizations we work with might want to send a different message to all of them. And so you can start to take a human styled information delivery system like a chatbot that can be very human with the correct information and start to do segmentation and personalization really really well okay. not to be fake not to try to trick anybody but to just create a better experience a great experience would be like stop emailing me mm-hmm. or texting me about something that's not relevant to me mm-hmm. right so i what do i do i turn off the text or the email because i'm tired of my inbox being full or you're respectful and you don't send me anything uh, except for you know four or five times a year, and the reality is like there's a better way, um, and this is a really really good way to do it. That comes back to the second half. I don't know if you got any questions there before we go to the second half of that, but that's the chatbot. This podcast is powered by Verse Creative. Verse is an award-winning full-service creative agency and production studio trusted by global brands and organizations. Verse specializes in nonprofit organizations who are serious about their mission and maximizing their resources. Find out how Verse can serve your organization today at versecreative.com. Yeah, the chat, and uh, let's break this down for listeners because I know yeah. we've been working on this. You know, we've been diving, calling myself, diving into deep into one is there's the chat gpt element of it which is the chat is the conversational i think most people nowadays are treating it like a google search yeah. right they start this it's the new google search which is at its foundational level it's entry that's like right. the entry but leaves the the actual gpt part which stands for generative pre-trained transformer okay mm-hmm. so generative pre-trained transformer the chat element is just that's a conversational piece what we've been able to do in working for our clients, for the nonprofits, for the churches is actually training that GPT for you, creating one for you, mm-hmm. a GPT, you know, a transformer that what happens in practical terms, this is where it kind of gets architectural and, and, and geeky and development. Mm-hmm. It's actually feeding in the values, the DNA of the persona, the audience, who you're trying to reach, the history, giving it fully that back end, that backbone. So that GPT is intelligent now with who you are, what you're trying to do. So at that point, when you then feed it, when you start talking to it, it'll actually create for you intelligent 
you know, results mm -hmm. based on who you are, what you're trying to do. So for example, we're working on one for, for one of our clients that is if they need to develop a creative series or a creative concept or a creative uh, campaign, it's a GPT that actually has all the values, all the mission, has the goals of the organization for the next decade. Or so when they prompt in, you know, looking at doing this campaign during this season for this type of result, mm. and it'll kind of communicate back to you based on the, not just generic, not if you just Google this or chat, but with a smart, intelligent, and, and self-generating, right? Because the machine learning, it keeps teaching itself mm -hmm. based on. Um, and the cool thing is that it's, that's a custom, that's a custom GPT for that organization that only improves over time. Yeah. So it's exciting to see that be put to work for good, uh, for campaigns that are actually effective and efficient and available. And it's new technology, right? Prompt Architects and um, our new one to, to the agency, to what we're working and development and the experts we're engaging with. But it's extremely, extremely relevant in accelerating, you know, sometimes hours and hours and hours of mm -hmm. tedious work and R&D that takes you past, you know, irrelevant holes yeah. that, you know, can cause in a lot of inefficiency. Yeah. Well, what I love is it, it, it frees you up to be the expert in the thing that you actually need to be the expert in, um, you know, and you can rely on people like us to be experts in, in what we want to be an expert in. Uh, but then, you know, you, you also create an on-ramp for people to come in and and maybe taste that expertise that you have. And, yep. uh, and I mean, there's, there's so many ways for you to engage your community engage the people that 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 uh, that your whatever your donor base whatever that is like there's so many ways to do that uh, but you don't have to be the expert for it uh, the expert for for building that like yeah we can... and now wait I just obviously this is in some ways positioning ourselves for this to engage and because we're passionate about the causes and the values of our listeners and those we're serving. Um, don't sit on the sidelines waiting for the right. In some ways, engage, you know, an expert, engage an agency, engage someone that's going to help yeah. you get there, to get there faster and get there now to not miss out on what's a... Uh... Justin, tell us about this. You, you, you sit on several boards uh, of several organizations, but some specifically that to me are, are close, you know, to my heart, some of the pro-life organizations that yeah. you, you serve, you sit on, and that our agency also. Talk to us about the impact you've seen there and what's happening there. Well, I think that's a great example of the chatbot um, integration. So we can load it with a conversation. We can have that that conversation, and we can get somebody to a nurse right away. This conversation is so powerful that uh, the board had a uh, kind of an emergency meeting um, a couple of weeks ago. And the director of the board um, left that meeting. You know, he came in kind of blind – Blindside, we had a major donor who said, hey, some of the largest evangelical organizations in the world, um, Evangelism Explosion, mm -hmm. Wycliffe Bible Translators, uh, the Jesus Film, I think they might call that the Jesus Project. Mm -hmm. um, a few of them had come in and, and showed this donor how they are using AI to do exponentially more. And that donor called called me up and said, "Hey, Justin, you know, I think it's time that we we push through." One of our conversations in the budgeting for that was, "Hey, I think we need to start investing into some more digital staff." Um, and so, like, you know, uh, with a board where I'm, I'm definitely um, on the younger side of the the board, uh, and that's probably not going to be, you know uncommon for most elder boards or for most nonprofit boards um, that they have older people who are not necessarily like getting their hands dirty 
with this cutting edge technology at this point. Um, but we had a, we had a great conversation about how, you know, basically like the technology is here where we can serve people with a digital clinic first. Um, and we had been looking for properties. We had been looking for land for a couple of different things that we had wanted to do within this board for years. And the door just kept getting shut. And this, this guy, one of the, one of the most wise men that I know, um, incredibly successful entrepreneurs built multiple businesses, sold them, uh, it gives almost everything he makes away. He's like, you know, all I can, all I can say is that maybe God keeps closing these doors because we're supposed to be doing something that's exponentially a lot bigger than the footprint of a building or a, a piece a parcel of land. And the only thing I can think of, it would be digital, <clears throat> But it's, the digital thing hasn't been very good. HIPAA compliance is a big problem mm. as far as clinics go when you get into medical services. And so we're just now breaking through a per- potential opportunity in which we can do lead generation with a clinic, with like a virtual clinic, and then we can actually help get people into a physical clinic. We will, we are breaking through technology barriers that are really have been slow and resistant in, in all of this within medical since COVID. And so that breakthrough for HIPAA compliance is opening up the doors for some pretty incredible things. And so one of the ways they're able to use this is to go, Hey, we can create, we can serve anybody 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week with, uh, a full virtual clinic. And then we can have standing by nurses. Now we've been working on this for a couple of years, the, the game changer, because this isn't new technology, um, to be able to have telemedicine. Uh, the game changer, though, is that we can now service. So the the, the bottleneck mm-hmm. was training, developing, and coaching, uh, also being able to counsel those nurses through the challenging job of being a virtual clinic nurse. Um, it's a very limited amount of nurses that can actually handle that job. It's a very difficult uh, position to be in when you're talking to somebody who is, you know, calling in wanting an abortion. Um, and so these, these pro-life clinics, um, are very much bottlenecked with staffing. And so if you could now eliminate answer questions and help give a great experience, by the way, like, um, the abortion community is doing this and spending Mm. hundreds of millions of dollars doing this. So this isn't like something we have an option to not to like just stick our heads in the sand. And that's the case for, I think for a lot of nonprofits. Um, but we've got to say, Hey, we now have the technology where we may have a bottleneck with staffing, with nurse staffing and staffing these kind of nurses. But if we could lighten their load with things and make it so that one nurse could actually serve 10 people better Mm -hmm. than that one nurse Mm -hmm. could have served one person, we probably need to stop burying our heads. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that's the possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not there today, it might be there tomorrow. If there is even the potential that it's going to be at that level within the next three to six months, which there very much is that potential. Mm-hmm. Then now as a board, the conversation we're having is how irresponsible are we mm. to not be spending time talking about this and investing into this. All right. So that, you know, we're going to cue the violin here because this, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty, a lot. That, that's, that's, heavy. that's heavy, heavy. Jeez, man. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the novel. Um, are you okay? No, I don't know if I'm okay. <laughs> we got counsel. Well, well, no, just, and I, and I, I agree. And it's challenging for those who are diving into or feel behind. Cause now it's like, I can rebel 
So well, screw this. I'm too far behind. So I, I, I'm not. Or uh, that you can point out all the bad things that are happening, right? We've, we're also creating our own God in AI, right? So you can point at that and say, well, then we have to run far away from that. Correct. What's the cost of that? Correct. And I would say, yeah. And I, so I'm challenged by it, also challenging it and making sure our listeners are, that we're wrestling with it, mm-hmm. that we're wrestling with it, but not sitting like a still duck on the sides. And, um, and I think I've told, I've talked to friends and my wife, it's, it's, it's here to make us better if we allow it. If you've ever used spell check on your phone or on a computer, you've used AI. Okay. And the first time you corrected that word, you felt dumb, but you got it. The second time it's like, dang, I missed it again. The third time, guess what? You spelled it correctly because AI helped you get there. Mm. And I think there's an element of that that AI can't help us go further, grow faster. And that's the challenge of us positioning and placing these things in the things that we're passionate about, the things that we wake up in the morning. So I appreciate that challenge. And I hope our listener is does as well. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, Colin? We've got, we want to talk data. We want to talk about, and it's the currency of today, right? Data yes. and, and the information that the world has on you and the touch points. Any final thoughts, Justin? Yeah, well, I mean, it is heavy, you know, and you you bringing up the pro-life conversation, it adds, obviously it adds like the biggest amount of weight. There's probably not a more controversial topic we could have attached it to. Um but if we're not willing to have those kind of conversations and we're not willing to take the time to consider heavy things, then I, I kind of question, like, what are we doing? Correct. Right? It's and not it's, a walk in the park here. We're not just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. you should have fun while you're doing it, but it's got to solve yeah. some problems. Well, I mean, if the problems you're trying to solve are how to write better blog posts, then you can have that conversation over there. But we're going to try to solve these big we're problems. We're trying to change the world. Yeah. And, and as an agency, we've committed ourselves to pushing the boundaries, you know, and to coming alongside of people who who also feel convicted and called to make changes with what is today considered status quo and says, I think there's something more. You know, we on a softer note, a, a great organization like Man Up and Go, you know. Uh, yeah, shout out. Like, Patros. Like, creating content for men to figure out how to integrate into the adoption services side of things, a very scary, very like women driven thing right now. But they're, these kids are missing out on men um, for them to be able to create content for them to be able to engage for them to be able to utilize this stuff um, on the, on the opposite side of the spectrum. No one would argue that orphans deserve to have manly input. You know, mm-hmm. and that they deserve to have uh, uh, some sort of mentorship by by men, and not just only be raised by women, just because they're foster kids because mm-hmm. they didn't have parents. And so, what you know, what Jeff and Man Up and Go are doing, um, you can you could start to apply this to incredible world changing things. And none of these things are easy to solve, or else they would be done. And so, as an agency, we've we've set it out to say that we're not willing to to phone it in and just write blogs. That we're going to try to solve the hardest problems. We're going to try to do those. And so, we'll continue to have these conversations. We're dedicated, and we don't have it all perfect. And we'll make mistakes along the way. I think that's part of trailblazing: mm-hmm. is that uh, you don't always cut the the perfect straight path that you would have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, had you known everything. <laughs> um, but somebody has to do this hard work, and we're, we're dedicated to it. So we're going to continue to do it until uh, until it. we're called to something else. Listen, and we Incredible. have a choice. You can sit back, complain, and watch it, pa- or you can man up and go. Right, <laughs> but you or you can create. You can cre- create and contribute, right, and create solutions that are actually going to move it forward. And AI is there to accelerate, to help, and to relieve, to create that margin yeah. for you to be more human. 
So we'll be back on another episode. This, this is, is only fantastic. half of it right here. I mean, uh, just talking about becoming human, connecting to your to your audiences, creating you know information systems and flows and personalization. This is half of it. Let's go talk about you know the deeper dive, the value side of this thing with data yeah. on the next episode. We'll Keep be, an eye out. Help you go further, grow faster. faster. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Nonprofit Renaissance. We hope it ignites a renaissance in you and helps you go further and grow faster. Be sure to share, rate, and subscribe. And if you'd like to recommend or be a guest on our show, send us an email at podcast at versecreative.com. Thank you.